Green Divas and Green Dudes come in many shades of green. Here to help you discover and celebrate your personal shade of green are hosts Green Diva Meg and Maxine Margot, veteran radio chicks who share important news about climate change and the plight of human existence, but somehow manage to make most of it fun and sexy using at least 50 shades of green. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of 50 Shades of Green Divas. You're on with Green Diva Meg. And Green Diva Max. And Climate Mama. Climate Yay! Mama. And the mix is great. Also known as Green Diva Harriet. I can't help myself. Absolutely. I'm sorry. 100%. You don't mind being a Green Diva sometimes. I am so proud to be a Green Diva. But you are I Climate am. Mama. Yes, I am. Absolutely. So just going to do a real quick plug because... We tend to forget. We get like really excited and we just get into it. So mm -hmm. I just want to remind people they can find out more about the podcast and other things that all of us do on thegreendivas.com. Please follow us and interact with us. We want to hear. We want you involved in this conversation, right? Absolutely. So at The Green Divas and at Green Diva Meg for Instagram and Twitter. And of course on Facebook, it's The Green Divas Radio Show or Green Diva Meg. Go, right, Max. And I, go. And, and you can get me at... TM Shades of Green, and that would be for Instagram and Twitter, and the many shades of green com, and uh, we're on SoundCloud, and we're in the clouds in general. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you can find Climate Mama. We are at Climate Mama. That's Climate M A M A Mama uh, on Twitter, and Climate Mama on Facebook, and you can find us on Instagram as well. Right. Well, we got that covered, but none of us are on Snapchat. That's for the. That's oh for no, the, uh, I am. You're on Snapchat, of course. How? I, it's not like do, I know do, what do, I'm doing. Do. It's not like I know what I've I've done like three things there, and then I'm like, all right, I got a headache. I can't figure it out. <laughs> I, I can't it's the youngins. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's the youngins on that one, but I haven't been on Snapchat. Someday, someday I'm going to be bored and figure it out because mm -hmm. it's going to take like eight solid hours mm -hmm. of concentration for me. Really? The kids are like, oh, dude, like, eh, eh, I know. know. They're on it. My son is like, what are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. It's, 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 it's not. I am, a, again, tech phobic. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, tech, techie people. But it's all right. What do you do? That we all got, we all have our talents and right. our place. Right. I just like to look up at the stars. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought when we were kind of brainstorming this, this conversation that we're having here today, which is fun. We thought we would start off with the good news. We're going to start off by talking about, and this is all, Harriet really started this, and she always brings sort of hope and light wherever she goes. Uh, but starting with a positive momentum, it isn't all bad news. Even though it doesn't feel good, there are lots of great things happening, and let's do a little focus on that. Harriet, yeah, go girl. Absolutely. You know, uh, the beginning of this year, we had a report from the Solar Foundation that one out of every 50 new jobs in the United States last year was in the solar industry. So uh, the most money that's being invested in energy is in renewable energy around the world. Wind energy is taking off here in the United States, uh, and that is where the most money is going. And there are jobs, jobs, jobs. So you hear about jobs, jobs, jobs all the time. So 
that is really positive. I think the positive momentum since the election and since the Women's March in groups that have been forming that want to get involved and are getting involved both politically and locally and doing local initiatives, environmental concerns and uh, issues surrounding climate change are up front and center. So as we hear more doom and gloom from at the national level or what's going to be shut down, you're just hearing this positive upswell and people are educating themselves and they they want to take action and they're looking for ways to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to remember, uh, because we want to some days just shut our eyes and put our heads under the ground, that in fact we can't do that because there's a lot of positive stuff out there. Right. It's like when you hit a low point, and I've said this before, that that you got to come up and the, the, the you know, you want to use the pendulum swings. Uh, yeah, there is a lot of gloom and doom out there, especially on the national level, especially with Scott Pruitt being, you know, they want to get rid, they want to deconstruct government, it seems. And, and he, that's why everyone in a cabinet position wants to get, is going to not have a cabinet position. I mean, I, it, it is, there's no logic. However, though, on the local level, mm-hmm. on the grassroots where all of this starts, this is what makes change. This is how we got Indian Point is closing in five years. I was on in Change, the group, one of the groups against, you know, the plant, and yeah. many, many years ago, and and we all thought, you know, we fought so hard and mm-hmm. and, and nothing was happening, and now, maybe, okay, so what we did ten years ago had an impact in some right, way. Right. So this is what's happening now. Like we we have these grassroots, you know, groups, and we have. The NGOs and and we have you know the big guys Sierra and 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 you know national defense people they're all getting their pens and legal well, stuff ready too. I think it's so important to shine light on the stories of success because it can be daunting and it can feel a little overwhelming. Like how we're going to get from here to there? And you said Sierra Club and don't they have what's that coal? Beyond Coal. Beyond Coal yeah. was it wildly successful Very in shutting successful. down coal plants, which no matter what our president says, coal is not going to come back because it's just not an economic. Right. I think uh, there's uh, over 230 uh, coal plants that have been shut down and another 230 that are not getting built. And absolutely, we have to figure out how to find jobs and re uh, educate and uh, the people that are in the Appalachia. And uh, that is a concern. Absolutely. But there is no market for, you know, we're not reintroducing coal again or reopening. To build a coal plant, a coal-fired power plant, is a a huge uh, investment, and it's just not happening. We're we're not seeing it happen. Nope. At this point, you know, you would think with all the the health impacts, negative health impacts, uh, yet people put the job over the health impact, and that's that's the other thing. Like, you know, coal workers were not necessarily safe or healthy, right, or being exactly. taken care of. Correct. There's right. got to be a better job, uh, whether it's solar or uh, wind or some kind of alternative energy, if not something else, that right. might be a little healthier. Well, then there needs to be a re-education of right. these people to put them in a position that's going to be better for the, them yeah. and better for the planet, yeah. and it is doable. I mean, right. and we, it, $21 billion for a wall? Yeah. Crazy. No. And in mm-hmm. fact... The way that uh, the automation has gone with mining on a lot of things, it wasn't jobs anyway. So people aren't going into the coal mines like they used to. They're blasting the tops off of coal mines, right? Yeah, so right. Uh, Or off of uh, mountains. Yeah, so 
people don't have those jobs. So I think connecting the dots, as you said, is really important. So people have to understand that, well, we can't eat tuna and we can't eat fish often, the big fish, because of mercury, which comes directly from the coal-fired power plant. So right. it's making those connections, too, on health issues, which is a big you know, concern. And you raise it, and it, people don't connect those dots. So we can help people make those connections and understand that. And then, of course, that is an important issue it's not just about a job if it's going to kill you so yeah now i i think one of the other important things that that's coming from all this this positive momentum is it's sort of like a silver lining thing Mm -hmm. that people are becoming activated people that have maybe cared but not done so much are leaping out of their chairs they're calling their congressmen they're going to town halls whether they're congressmen and senators show up or not mm-hmm. the groups that are starting uh, what is it Un- undivisible indivisible 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 yeah i'm a paid protester don't yeah. you know <laughs> right what the heck uh, i just you know <laughs> indivisible it, is getting huge huge all over the place and we have here 11th for change which has gotten a lot of attention lately because you know th- this powerful small group of people are holding our Senator Freelingheisen, or Congressman, his feet to the fire. Right, in your congressional district, right, and yeah. the 11th district in New Jersey. Yeah. That's to, and people have come together on that. I've seen even locally where I live a group called uh, Women for Progress. There's 800 women now mm-hmm. that have come together in northern New Jersey to uh, advocate and to ed- educate themselves and then to be out there both uh, on a political level, on climate and environment issues, on reproductive rights. And these, there are people that cared, as you said, but just didn't have time, right. didn't see yeah. that they had the time. Well, and, and now it's now. like, whoa. Yeah, we have, yeah. We have uh, something in my area called Up To Us, which was uh, initially a, um, a Hillary group of women uh, in, in my area and where I live, and they are doing the same thing. It's a grassroots, and, and they're just people are joining in, in large numbers. Well, I think everybody wants – to participate because they realize that, well, I, I think a lot of folks felt like there's no way this man is going to become our president. There's no way this is ever going to happen. And when it happened, I think everybody, we were shocked. I'm uh, still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't gone away, nor will it till the guy is out somehow yeah, yeah, in some yeah. way, shape or form. Uh, so yeah, the grassroots level is where it's at, and it's the and state it's and local level, and people are mad as hell. But th- but it is heartening for me. That is a positive. It's such a positive momentum right? that that people are coming together, not necessarily just to, like with pitchforks, and, no. uh, you know, and, uh, and rakes to go, uh, you know, right. whatever. But but in a positive way, people are to like just pos- saying no, no, no. We are going to stand up and make difference. Right, and I think they're saying yes that we are, yes, that, you right. know, in, that they are going to take action in their own communities in yeah. a really positive way. And we can't forget too; it didn't all, you know, change since November eighth that things were not getting done in Washington anyways. Yeah. There was a, yeah. a lot of gridlock. And so lots of things were already happening at the state and local level, and they continue to, I think there's just that added momentum now. So we really can affect and create change in a really positive way. Yeah. So not to forget the other stuff that's going on, but we just yeah. have to remind ourselves. The last podcast you and I did together was 
right at the election when everybody was stunned. Mm -hmm. And we talked a lot about it. And I think we have I have a post and I know you have things, but there are things you can do that that really to keep it positive, to keep from feeling in despair or falling into depression, because I think it's a real thing. I think people are feeling potentially very sad. Yeah, there, there is. And we're trying to support each other, which is why the rallies for diversity all around the country. And, you know, we had one in my community as well. And we have a very, you know, huge Latino population mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the Mount Kisco area and from South. And, and these people are scared. Yeah. And and we're trying to be a safety net and say nothing's going to happen to you if mm-hmm. we're around. Yeah. And we're, we're, we're trying to do that. And we're trying to put, like, the giant hug as much as we can because how do you dispel this fear within them you can't really other than saying we support you we're there for you we are a sanctuary town we are not going to let this happen while we're here Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. in other places you know not so much but the local level Absolutely. Is where, yeah. again, this is yeah. happening, you know. Yeah. So and, that's... Pe- and people continue to stand up. You know, I, we started with the Women's March. There's going to be a March for Science yeah. on April 22nd, which is Earth Day. There's a March, uh, the, another big climate march a week later, and there'll be a whole momentum building from that science march into the climate march. And there's going to be local marches around the science march and opportunities to not only visit in D.C., but locally to talk to uh, local electives about standing up for mm-hmm. for uh, our future and our children's future and yeah. for our now. Yeah. There's also something coming up, and I don't have all the information, but uh, to send postcards to the yeah. White House in March. Oh, okay. Like they want a million postcards yeah. to be flooding the White March House. March 15th? Yes. Yeah. I'm right, the it. Ides of March. The Ides of March. So send send Beware, that postcard. Yeah. Right, send yeah. the postcard Eat into the White House. Yes, uh, they'll probably use them for fire, but maybe maybe we'll cause the fire. We want to give jobs to the postal exactly. workers. Exactly. Why not? Why not? Yes. We didn't start the fire. Billy Joel said, "Do it." Okay. So I wanted to touch base with Harriet on climate reality because you are a climate reality. What is it? Facilitator? What's the term? I am presenter. A cl- leader. We used to oh. be presenters. Now we are leaders. A leader. Yes. Oh, you are a leader. Uh-huh. Okay. We are, and there are many options. We actually have a, a training in Denver the week of March sixth, uh, March fourth to sixth. We'll be having a training out here on the East Coast uh, in the fall, but the dates haven't been announced yet. We have um, more capacity than we can uh, meet. There's over 900 people that are going to be at that uh, training in Denver. I'm going to go and welcome everybody. I get to be part of the uh, welcoming committee. And what happens at a training? What is that about, just so people know? Sure. It, you know what? It's uh, two and a half days. He spent it with Al Gore. He's there. He uh, uses the his slideshow as a basis of helping people understand the realities of the climate crisis and then the positives about what's happening and and how we're using uh, this urgency of the climate crisis to move forward on so many fronts. And so you are trained to go back home to your own local community and you have material that is trusted and tested and fact-based. So you have talking points. You have talking points, you have slides, you can, and the acts of leadership now uh, beyond presenting that slideshow um, are just, you know, there are, I think we have over 16 or 17 acts of leadership that people can do from reaching out to their electives to talking about 
the, uh, what we're doing on podcasts mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. uh, bringing your community together for a politics. I mean, you can create them and make them whatever you want. So it's educating people and having knowing that you have all the facts there behind you and a whole uh, family of People. I think that's incredibly important, climate communication. We've talked mm -hmm. to Catherine Hayhoe about that. She's yes. a wonderful science communicator. She is. Because bridging, you know, when you have, and we've talked about it's like Uncle Joe or whatever, right, and he's right, like, right, 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 right. I don't believe in climate right. change. Yeah, how do you talk to those people, by the way? Is there anything in the training that says, how do you speak to a climate denier? It's a good name for a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it is. is. Well, so I, Two things, I think, uh, first of all, is that we don't have to convince everybody. And right. those people that are far out on that one corner that there's nothing you can say to them that is going to change their mind, I, you know, don't waste your time talking right. to them. But to your Uncle Joe that's sitting around Thanksgiving dinner with you, he's part of your family. And, and just start, I, you know, I care about you and my kids, and I'm worried, and I know that you're worried too. Things are changing. We're seeing it. And so yeah. sometimes just putting it out there in a way that just makes yourself vulnerable. And, and, and then finding too, that common and, mm -hmm. common ground exactly. with somebody. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's hard, but it, it's doable if you, you know, the worst is Uncle Joe smacks you. You know, and then you just smack him back and you do a little three stooges. Whoop, 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 whoop. No, but, it's all, you know, what can I say? Right. Uh, I've been, I've been I, that's in my mind a lot. Like, mm -hmm. how do I talk to the people who have voted, you know, right now for what is happening. And I honestly take the tact of not. Yeah, you know. in many cases. Most I of the cases. I think there's a, there's a there's the point of hand, but discernment then, of right. like, you know. What. But then after I don't, I wonder to myself, why? You know, how can I get around that somehow, somewhere? And right now it's tough to, to try to do that. Yeah. I think we have to find, not with everybody, right, but we have to find our common our common ground with camping. Is it farming? Is it the kind of coffee beans that you right, like to have right. or the tea or whatever it is? And all of those things potentially are impacted by what we're doing to our natural world. And so is there a place where you can find a safe place where you're not attacking the other person or they're not attacking you, but mm -hmm. you're actually just trying to have a conversation to understand where each of you are coming from. Right, right. Um, so there's a lot of things local that and, and on national, you know, scope, but there's also international, you know, things happening. And uh, the Paris Agreement, you know, the question is what is going to happen if the U.S. bails? What what are we left with? What how do we work with it? Right, which does on the surface seem like a horribly negative thing, but again, Harriet brought up before we start talking that it it may not be the worst thing. Explain that. Right, it, it, you know, again, we're living with the urgency of the crisis. It's not going away. Um, what happened in Paris in the in December of 1995 was 195 countries came together and said, "Whoa, the shit has hit the fan. We recognize that, and we are going to figure out." as a country. So with each country coming up with their own plan and they're to be reviewed every five years on how we're going to lower our, our individual greenhouse gases so that we can try to keep temperatures uh, below 1.5, but definitely below an uh, increase of two degrees Celsius. Uh, and now you said 1995. Did you mean 2015? I meant 2015. <laughs> I there must be some significance why it was 1995. Sorry, I mean, back to the future. Ooh, well, no, that was 1985. <laughs> and that would be when Biff took over. So yeah. this... 
there, there's some connection. You know, I'm sorry. December 2015. Thank right? you. And yes, and we had the, the these. Uh, conference of the parties happen every every year actually, and so the last one happened during the Amer- uh, the elections in the U.S. And so people were like, "Oh my God, what does that mean?" Well, in fact, perhaps because we hear all these rumors that any day now uh, the administration in Washington is going to pull the U.S. out of the climate agreement, and we are a big contributor to greenhouse gases in the mm-hmm. in the world and so is that terrible well you know what everybody else understands every other country around the world that that we are causing our climate to change most americans understand that too so maybe we don't want our those people in the federal government that actually are there trying to deny reality at these international negotiations and uh, at right. these meetings. Causing trouble at these meetings, We right? don't need them there. You know, California will be there. Oregon's there. Uh, New York is there. We have uh, sub-state governments that actually attend these meetings, talk about the progress that are happening within those states as opposed to at a national level. So maybe for a few years or however long it takes till we yeah. move things forward, if we aren't there, that vacuum is so being So what you're filled. saying is if we're not going to be there in a positive way and leading the way, um, it's best not to be there monkeying up the right. the process. Which, That's true. I, I, you know, I would never have thought of that until yeah. you told me. So, I, was, I was going, wow, this is awful, blah, 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 blah. And we are one of the more energy-sucking countries on the planet. So if I, I didn't even realize, actually, or maybe it was not in my brain, that California, New York, and Oregon yeah. would be there and hell that's fine by me california is the sixth largest economy in the world well, and they, they, i kind of like the idea of succession which will never happen but no. i'm like i'm moving to california cal exit they're calling or <laughs> something california right. Here I come. cal exit or yeah, something yeah. Like this, right yeah. and they, you know they don't have the same seat at the table because they're not a national government yet but yeah. what'll happen <laughs> yeah but uh, but you know that being said there are, you know, China stepping forward, India is stepping yes. forward. The European Union is there, full on, moving ahead, and so it will be unfortunate for us uh, as if things don't. But things are happening anyway. So, well, that's the thing. There's still people like us, mm-hmm. many millions of people like us that care, that are turning off our lights and conserving water and using our reusable bags, and you know, getting much more active than that, of course, but. It's a start, though. I mean, all uh, those things matter. They, and they add up in the long run. Yeah, you know, they go low hanging fruit. No, and I'm like, low hanging fruit. Yes. And by you the know. way, we all vote. And guess yeah. what? For all those people that didn't vote because they didn't like Hillary, right. guess who's going to be out voting in two years? Right. Well, well two years. Yeah, 2018. Or whatever. Just 2018. Saying. No, absolutely. It's closer I, than we think. Yeah. And when you look at, you know. Texas, huge wind producer. You know, they actually produce wind that yeah. you don't even have to pay for because there's so much wind blowing at certain times of the day. At Iowa, we just here in New York have offshore wind that auctions and potential for offshore wind being built off the coast of Long Island. Mm-hmm. Our first offshore wind, you know, off of Block Island is operational as of December of 2016. So things are happening anyway. So, yeah. and you yeah. can't stop that. Uh, be, at the national level, we, those are happening at the state level. They are already yep. Yep. moving forward and happening in a really positive Yay. way. Yippee, Yay. as they yeah. say. Okay, so check off another another box of something not so awful. Right. You know, there's, as, there's as positive things there. So, okay, this is kind of a bummer, but um, the pipeline stuff. I mean, the North Dakota, it's nothing seems good 
about what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That one is really bumming me out because they, they are really steamrolling over almost literally yeah. uh, these folks. But, you know, just to kind of get caught up because I know you're very not, – not only in the pipelines that are in the middle of this Pi- country, but there's a lot everywhere. going on here. Right. And people are waking up. So I guess that's good. Right. No, they are. And you know what? That – pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline that's in North Dakota, it was almost completed. And for months and months, it was put in uh, on a holding pattern. And it helped people around the country, never mind that right. it united so many uh, communities, so many uh, yeah, Native American Native communities. And veterans, and veterans who were standing up for them. Incredible. Which was amazing. Right. And so there are camps like Standing Rock all over the country now. We uh, you know, have one uh, in New Jersey. There are camps like this that are springing up, water protectors, people that are there to raise attention to pipelines that are being built all over. And with DAPL, with the Dakota Access Pipeline, the uh, divestment movement that sprung up around that and that has emboldened people to protest it's all the golden governments governments incredible right yeah. incredible what the governments that or the governments that the government entities the cities the states that have pulled out their financing from this particular pipeline and other pipelines so it, right. it, people have it's people power right yeah it really is i mean the country of norway i think had had majorly pulled a, a bunch of money out of a bank that is mm-hmm. uh, vested in this right at germany just uh, yeah, germany also as well a big german a, bank a I big forgot. german bank just mm-hmm. uh, recently the city of Seattle, yeah. I mean, with billions of dollars in pension funds that are pulling out New York. There's a lot of pressure, uh, and there's discussions going on now. Th- these are real changes. There are billions and billions of dollars in uh, fossil fuel investments that are being taken out of those pension funds that were invested in in fossil fuels. And, and so this whole education around what happened in North Dakota by those very, very brave people that have been there to support those water protectors and those people that have been there uh, on the front lines, the frontline communities facing pipelines across the country are standing up and they all need local permits. They need, you know, whether it's a gas pipeline or an oil pipeline, that is galvanizing people and pulling people together in such an interesting, unique way. And as people get involved on that local front, they are understanding more about how it's all this big mm-hmm. web is connected mm-hmm. right so. and there's also the the universities um Huge. on it and they are pulling their funding you know their yeah from from these these pipelines and these companies as well and getting the students energized we need to get yes yeah. college the kids next generation energized has to be ready. Uh, you know we got to get the, the college kids i don't know what they're calling college kids now are they generation z's or yeah. uh i mean the millennials you know that's my my kitty uh but i you know they've got to step up to the plate because unfortunately what's here you know they've got to clean up and so they got to know right you know we all met i i've i met harriet a while ago but but the, the three of us were together in 2015 i think at mm-hmm. a un event for weekend which is women earth and climate action network thank you i always get a little stumbled up there but it's weekend it's weekend we can. I, I, that, those are the call letters and so i just kind of wanted to give a f- couple of minutes to what's going on with 
we can and in general be, because you're quite plugged into you know women especially indigenous women around the world that are uh, on the front lines as we say literally on the front lines yeah, yeah quite literally, literally on the front lines in front of bulldozers yeah. standing yes. saying no we're not letting you take the rainforest down yeah right mm-hmm. uh, we there are we can uh, groups in ecuador uh, weekend has been supporting indigenous women in Ecuador, in the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, in uh, other places in South America, in Standing Rock, at Standing Rock, helping share the stories of those amazing women so that we can hear what they're doing because they're doing it on their own. And they are literally, as you said, standing in front of bulldozers mm-hmm. and actually being heard. That Ecuadorian women you know, are up against the chi- uh, Chinese yeah. uh, Oil, oil company, and they are slowing them down and stopping them. And in fact, the we are going to have a, a weekend is coming for the UN Permanent Forum of the Indigenous Peoples, which is the week of Earth Day. So it's uh, that same week after the Science March. And on April 26th, there will be a similar event to the one that we were oh, at. Cool. And I hope that that we can have both of yeah, you there I'm, to I'm, I'm there. Oh, yeah. report on Bring my little... Yeah, this feels among one of the more important things. For me, it feels like women are leading the way. You know, these women's marches were incredibly empowering in many ways. I don't know why people were reporting that they were like violent and angry. I'm like, that wasn't my experience. Fake news, fake news. Come on, people. The wrong way, fake news. But I I believe. Don't start me on that. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Don't. I believe women really have the capacity to lead I think we are leading the way but have the capacity to make serious positive change and I think that's what we're all talking about here. Absolutely and around the world on in many developing countries the women are on the front lines of climate change because they are the uh, ones that are preparing the food that are collecting the food that are collecting the water that taking uh, care of yeah and they feel it and see it and are experiencing it and you know there are serious and deadly uh, droughts that are happening in the Sudan right now. There are a lot, you know, we, the climate is impacting how people can and are living their mm-hmm. lives. We know the Syrian refugee crisis is a climate crisis as yeah. people moved out of the fields into the cities. Uh, we know oh, it's countries like Yemen that actually don't have water anymore. La Paz in Bolivia, which had gotten its water from glaciers, they have no water. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. women are waving those flags yeah, and actually yeah. are talking are, are making something happen so yeah. you're so right on that thing. well and it, it feels good to be among other women but these these indigenous women that i've met through weekend mm-hmm. are so so inspiring right we had one, yeah i forgot one of the ones i think she was from ecuador and she she spoke spanish we had someone translate. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's and, right um yeah it was interesting and that show was picked up on pacifico radio Wonderful. for the uh, international women's day a year later yeah wow. played, i think we did a nice that. report we so really um, nice we can do uh we'd love to do another one that would be Absolutely. wonderful get, wonderful get, get the progress and see what's happening so i'm going to put out to those that are listening i'm going to ask you what positive in all this stuff that's happening, what are you seeing? Tell us. Give us. We'd. Lo- I'd love to collect these stories of hope and success and positive because I think we need to shine the light and keep shining the light so that we can be inspired, encouraged, 
because as great as this conversation is, there are still moments when I feel a little bit overwhelmed with it all. Yeah, I and me it, too. It does me uh-huh, good to see both you ladies and yeah. be reminded that that we are all out there doing the best we can. Yeah, we have to keep the the fight up and the resistance to up because there's no choice. I mean, again, looking at what positive came out of all of this is what you said earlier: people finally getting off their couch, yeah. mm-hmm. finally moving their butts. And 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 waking up to see that if they don't, what are we going to have for our kids and, and their kids yeah. and their kids? Yeah. You know, the seventh generation. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the real that's the reality. Yeah. So I'm going to encourage folks to go to thegreendivas.com to mm-hmm. the many shades of dream green the many shades of dreams. No, I like the that. Many, that the many shades of dreams. We should like start that. a new one. Oh, there you uh, go. Get yeah, the, the URL. Many, <laughs> the many, I have the URL for there are more of us dot com. Yeah, we got to figure and out. And I would I don't know what to do with that. So if so anybody's got an idea, if for anyone that. has an idea for that one, it's not out. I just have the name but i'd love there are more of us there are more of us and there and and i want to use that for something Mm -hmm. positive meanwhile go to the The many shades of green.com and climate mama.com all right folks please let us know interact tell us become part of this conversation with us thank you for listening and bye-bye You've been listening to The 50 Shades of Green, a collaborative gig between the Green Divas and the Many Shades of Green radio shows, happily recorded at Green Diva Studio. Be sure to look for this and other Green Diva Network podcasts and The Many Shades of Green on iHeartRadio, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Stitcher, among other places. You can find more information about this show and much more on thegreendivas.com.